Hey guys, what is happening? Did you enjoy the previous episode? That was fun. A double queen deep dive. Celebrating my 100th podcast episode. What were those dives? 65 and 66? Getting super close to the end of Queen's sixth album, News of the World, from 1977. Well, here we are. Here we are officially closing out that album today. And I'm excited to talk about this number. I feel like I say that a lot, but here's the thing. And you guys know this already. If you've gone through News of the World with me, you've listened to it yourself, you know this. News of the World is one of Queen's most diverse albums, period. And one of the reasons for that is because they had no theme in mind. This was nothing like Queen 2 that has a white side and a black side. Sheer Heart Attack is very diverse as well. But I think this goes into even more dynamic territory, news of the world. Ah, I cannot believe we're closing out album six. Wow, can't believe it. And today we are talking a song, it's Freddie Mercury's, that is very surprising and quite stunning, eyebrow-raising. No, this is not in your face. This is not like, get down, make love. This is nothing like that, which is also a Freddie song. This is melancholy, I guess is the first word that comes to mind for obvious reasons. It's kind of detached, sad. It's really relaxed and jazzy and soft. This is not, these words are not things, they're not characteristics that come to mind when we talk Freddie Mercury compositions. They happen, yeah, you take my breath away, one of the best examples of a softer, affecting, very emotional, passionate, but kind of restrained delivery from Freddie. And here, It's kind of the same thing in a totally different genre. This is dive number 67, track 11 on Queen's sixth album, News of the World, the last song. And it's really funny. When I think about this album, I often forget about this song because the song before it is It's Late, which we talked about in the second half of my double episode last time. That song feels like an album closer. It has that kind of bombastic quality. It explodes. It's dynamic. It has a resolution feel to me. But this song is tacked onto the end. And that doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's forgetful. It's not like I'm going, oh, this is so, this is so forgetful. It's so boring. I just forget about it. That's that's not why. I sometimes forget this number is here, but it's simply because of the enthusiastic statement it's late makes. But this album is closed out by this number, which feels like a bit of a contradiction against the angst, the chip on the shoulder feel of the rest of News of the World. Yeah, there are moments here 
that lyrically, we do kind of feel as though the narrator has accepted his fate in a way. So maybe it's very fitting that this number closes out the album. But anyway, this is Freddie's wonderful, My Melancholy Blues. And this isn't really that bluesy, ironically enough. This is very jazzy. It's a jazzy rock ballad. I'm putting the word rock in there simply because of the album we're in and the band we're with, right? But there isn't a whole lot that's really rock about this. So really, you could just call it a jazzy ballad. This is at 100 beats per minute. And we're in 2-4. It's a shuffle beat. Except for the intro, which is entirely free in its tempo and its rhythm and its flow. It's all Freddie on the piano doing as he will. And this 2-4 is quite extraordinary and rare in the Queen catalog. We're in E-flat major, one key. It is so weird. We're in one time signature and one key for Mr. Mercury here. And I love the sentiment in this song. Embracing the inevitable reality, the fall after the rise, the deflating aftermath, etc. There's so much beneath the surface here. Some simply acknowledge our narrator is maybe waking from a perfect moment into the bleakness of reality, right? After the party has died, he's there alone in shambles, basically. But beyond that, he's accepting what darkness may come from whatever adventure he takes. Or maybe I'm reading too much into this. But to me, this song says a lot, and and perhaps it's quite personal coming from Freddie. I love that there are so many songs where we, to this day, question what they're about or who they're about. Love of My Life is a great example of this. A lot of people assume, and it's even... It's even alluded to that this song is about Mary. It's about Freddie's Mary. But he himself said it was about no one. And perhaps it was about someone else. If you really want to know, go back and listen to that song. I talked about that quite a bit. But yeah, there's a lot of mystery around Mercury. And I love that in this song. Is this a autobiographical penned song? Or is he simply putting himself in this role? However, he approached this, whether he was personally inspired after a moment, after a night, after a downfall of his own, or was he just living through someone or something else, right? I love that mystery here. And it works perfectly with the feel, the style of this song. Dreamy, evocative, perfectly executed. My Melancholy Blues takes us back effortlessly. Very jazz-inspired with diminished chords, chromatic arrangements that suspend 
and tug at us. Freddie soars in his aching lead vocal, leaving behind harsher performances we've heard so many times before, on this album even. His dynamic expression is incredibly impressive. This song is entirely his from the moment he begins his sparkling piano. But Roger provides perfect jazzy brushed percussion, strategically panned from side to side for dimension. And John's bass is quite prominent and as always, surprisingly melodic. Maybe it's not surprising at this point, especially on this album. John really impresses on News of the World. This song sounds like a polished live performance. Repeated, though varied, motifs carry us through this number. But it's Freddie's performance that wins us over. His vocal range is fantastic, and he covers wide shifts and intervals with absolute ease. Though it's soft, Like, who needs you? There's a stronger longing here, a little more sharpness and an honesty in voice that's distinctly Freddie. Intimate, even. There's no reverb, no heavy processing on his voice. And this creates such an authenticity. His piano performance here, considering where we heard him in earlier albums, stunning. Stunning that he was able to knock this out, especially when you consider his style of play. He pounded the keys like a percussionist. (laughs) He hit the keys. His wrists were bent. He didn't properly play when he would play the piano. But when he did play it, he was quite good at it. By all accounts, he thought he was terrible, but everyone else would say, you know, the man could really play. And this song showcases that. Oh, it showcases that. 46 performances of this song. And that surprised me. I'll be honest. This this song doesn't... It feels like a song they would never have done live. If I think about songs that they never touched in a live performance, this reminds me of those. There's something about this that perhaps... If it had been left alone entirely to just shine on the album, it would be even more iconic in a way. But it's great, of course, to have these live performances of this song because they're wonderful. And it was only performed in 77 and 78. Now, I have to apologize, you guys, because you know what? I, I made an incorrect statement a few dives ago when I was talking about sleeping on the sidewalk. I mentioned that Sleepin' on the Sidewalk, which was only performed three times, I think it was, was replaced by Dreamer's Ball on subsequent tours, performances. But it was actually this that was replaced. And I I should have reviewed my notes better. I'm sorry about that. I don't know why I said that. I think I was just on a roll with Sleepin' on the Sidewalk and the very relaxed acoustic mood of the song when it was performed live. But anyway. This song, this was actually the song that was replaced by Dreamer's Ball, which is from the following album, Jazz, which we're going to kick off soon. I'm excited about it. And live, My Melancholy Blues, Freddie indulges in this. 
louder vocals more impactful, gorgeous piano with notes we don't hear on the album. This is one of my favorite things about the boys. I've talked about this so many times that every single one of them would never play the album arrangement straight. They always changed something or some things. Roger pops in more with dynamic percussion. John, of course, he's there, ever present, this guy. He'd sit in front of the drums playing this. Roger giving us some fun accented toms and more cymbal flourishes. Freddie does a really fantastic job on piano, despite the occasional hiccup, yeah, but it's such a great performance. I love it. The guys do an amazing job reading each other and their camaraderie is in full display with these more intimate, quieter numbers on the stage. They'd close it out like it began. Those gorgeous piano runs Freddie would play. And you guys, bonus, the BBC recording of My Melancholy Blues burst into the verse straight away. Freddie sounds magnificent. He sounds warm, totally in it, nails those falsettos. The real treat here, though, Brian. Brian is here. Ladies and gents, not overly so, no, more of a backing support, but it's wonderful. Almost like a wind instrument with those fills. John is awfully low in the mix in this performance, but it's all good. Despite the lack of volume, he's still there. He still sounds great. But in contrast, Roger is a bit more here. He's more present on the BBC version with additional hits and accents on his kit. Ah, oh, I love the instrumental section with some soulful Brian on guitar. Nice touch. Kind of wish they'd done this live, but this is the best of all worlds. We got a little bit of album version, live version, percussion, and Brian is here. Bonus, Freddie laughs at the end. It's joyous. Oh, of course, there's an original rough mix of this too. From that collection of 40th anniversary celebration reveals. Freddie is almost more tender, if it's possible, for Freddie anyway. This sounds more raw, a bit less rehearsed, especially vocally, but of course it's the rough mix, after all. The percussion is louder. It's not really busier though. The bass is lower in the mix, and I miss it, actually. I, I've read a few comments from people saying that. The album version, if you have, say, a subwoofer, John is really loud on his bass. But if you think about jazz and live performances of jazz, what stands out an awful lot of the time? The bass. And that actually reminds me of the episode where Michael Scott on The Office hires a bass player and only a bass player to play jazz. <laughs> Wonderful. I gotta say, bass, jazz bass is... It's a great thing to listen to. I honestly, I could listen to a bassist just go at jazz riffs forever. It's fascinating to me. I know a lot of people pick on jazz, but you have to have a feel for it. It is very much an improvised performance, jazz. It's fun. But back to my melancholy blues. So yes, this was performed for the live BBC recording session in addition to several other songs. 
And there's no Brian whatsoever on this album version. I mentioned that briefly a few minutes ago. Yeah, no Brian. A rare occurrence in any Queen recording. And supposedly, my melancholy blues began life as a Freddie Mercury solo demo called My Melancholy Baby. Bonus, Freddie uses a piano as a lead instrument, which in hindsight wasn't common. Even in The Millionaire Waltz, a huge favorite of mine, you guys know how much I love that, though piano was a huge standout, it didn't have the same voice it does here. The magic of tone and touch, the hesitation and phrasing. Another cool fact, John played fretless bass on stage during this song, but used a fretted bass on the studio recording. Fretted. (laughs) Fretted. That's such a weird word. Sorry. All right, back to this wonderful number. So there is some band critique. Brian, in the 78 Circus Magazine interview with Freddie, I reference that interview a lot. It's quite lengthy. That's why the guys both speak in it and they say a lot about this album, hence the reason I've referenced it so many times. But Brian talks the approach the band took on News of the World, providing the quote unquote windows on unguarded moments. And when it came to this number, Brian said, quote, Each cut seems to do that from the participation songs to Freddie's mood pieces. Even his numbers on the album are different from his heavy get down make love to my melancholy blues, which is just what it says, unquote. I think it speaks to the honesty and the transparency the guys always wrote with. There wasn't a whole lot of guessing going on. Even if we're not sure who a song is about, the guys are pretty straightforward about what the song is about. Whether it's very passionate expressions of loss and emotion, we get that a lot from Brian. Nostalgia, we get that from Roger. Fantasy and outrageous expression from Freddie. A little bit of edginess there. And then of course we get a lot of soul pop influence from John. I just love, I love thinking about the dynamics of all these guys. It's brilliant. And it makes news of the world what it is. There is nothing bad to say from anyone about my melancholy blues. I couldn't find any harsh criticism. So either they didn't care enough to write anything or it's just that good. I think it's the latter. This song whether or not you even believe it's Queen, because it's another one of those, a little bit like Who Needs You, which I talked about previously from John. It's another one of those that is very much a one-off in their catalog, sounds nothing like a rock band. This is another one of those surprising, oh my goodness, I can't believe they did this numbers. But they're so good at it. How do they just dive into a genre headfirst, and I'm rushing headlong. Sorry, I love that song. That's way later. Anyway, they dive into these genres, these performances, things that a rock band, again, you, how many rock bands would do this? Almost nobody, and they dare to go there. I love it. 
there is a lot of praise for my melancholy blues. In the Valley News Review of News of the World, they called this, quote, Mercury's circa 1930 torch song, which sparkles with his evocative tenor warblings and skillful piano accompaniment, unquote. Oddly enough, they didn't name the song when they wrote this wonderful comment, and I almost missed it because of that. But it perfectly summarizes what this is. It's very much a throwback song. It's done that well. You close your eyes and you feel like you're in a club. You're in a, a quiet club in the dead of night listening to session musicians play this. It's really that good. It sounds like it could be in a period film. Sounds wrote... Quote, how nice of Queen to finish so exquisitely with my melancholy blues. Sweet fantasy, unquote. Nice to get these statements. Because otherwise, this song feels like a bit of a sleeper. I seldom see it mentioned by fans. But this thing, oh, it's gorgeous. One of the prettiest, most honest things Freddie ever did. It reminds me of You Take My Breath Away. Because of that, it's the same kind of feeling in an entirely different style. Truly, such a stunning piece in its brief brilliance. It's not flashy. No, there are no licks or riffs or rolls. No Brian at all. On the album anyway. But oh, how lovely this is. And it starts off surprisingly so. Freddie, is that you? His touch on piano is wonderful. He used to be so forceful all the time, practically. But here, there's hesitation, feeling in that performance and his innate understanding and approach that's so jazzy. The half steps, accidentals, minor inflections, diminished chords. Interesting that typical dissonance is absent, but this is otherwise a number in fabulous jazz form. These lyrics, you guys. Ah, this song is named perfectly for this. Another party's over, and I'm left cold sober. Baby left me for somebody new. Wow. Really, it's sad, isn't it? And he draws it out just like that. Like I said, there's, there's no tempo there. There's a tinge of theatrical performance here. Maybe a slight, tiny echo of that camp, the vaudeville we used to get before. But it works. His dynamics. I love that there's no heavy processing on his voice. The chorus sees Roger on very, very soft, brushed percussion. Just a twinkle of a cymbal. How is he so diverse, Roger? I mean, all the guys are, but when I think about where Roger goes on News of the World with all of these songs, it blows my mind. John, nicely rounded bass, moving, tugging on those low frequencies, but this is all Freddie, dears. Dears and lovies, Freddie shines here. These lyrics, don't try and stop me. Cause I'm heading for that stormy weather soon. His falsetto. There are distinct phrases here, of course, but they're so seamless. You kind of find yourself in a dream 
listening to Freddy croon. Give me some whiskey and an ice ball in a dimly lit club and this song. Seriously. Quiet. Not many around. Just these lovely boys. And Freddy singing with ease. More lyrics. Fantastic lyrics and this performance. I'm permanently glued to this extraordinary mood. So now move over. Let me take over with my melancholy blues. Those lyrics are magical. His phrasing is absolutely perfect. It's way better than mine just was. The way it fills the melodies between the piano runs, the way it soars and resolves. The instrumental break, that verse without the vocals, the jazz here is unmistakable. I don't want to talk about the end of this. It's so sad, reserved, resolved, a sigh, a deflating but satisfying number that softens the angst, cold and roughness thrown at us throughout News of the World. Thankfully, it doesn't really end. It fades out. And it sounds as though it could keep going. And I hope it does. I hope Freddie's still playing this. Yep. This jazzy piece perfectly winds us down. Jazz. As if we're setting the board for the following album to come and all the pieces on it. I cannot believe I'm done with News of the World. I'm sad. (laughs) And it's not just the song, which kind of fades out, leads us out, brings us down in that way. It, it, It just, every time I get to the end of an album, it's like the end of an era. And with A Day at the Races, I was particularly sad because we were leaving behind the extremely overproduced, and I use that term lovingly because I love the excess the guys went to when they produced races in the previous albums. But yeah, we came into News of the World, which is so much more minimal and angry and angsty and all that. And we're moving ahead into these, down these avenues and into these realms that are just going to get more and more interesting and diverse. And there's going to be some pop and dance that creeps in and things are going to change. And the guys have changed. I alluded to this when I talked about what happened to these extremely gracious, and that's not to say they weren't always gracious, but their unapologetic enthusiasm for the fans and for the attention they were getting, which was so on display, like kids in a candy store, right? And they've kind of been tempered, jaded, by the fact that the press will never be satisfied. And Brian has spoke about this at length so many times. They questioned themselves because they simply couldn't win. And I think part of the angst and the energy that went into News of the World was that sentiment that Roger said perfectly when he was certainly having a good time in that short interview I've seen. The modesty is gone because they have nothing to lose at this point. So they're they're all in on some of these over the top, in your face, we're gonna do what we wanna do numbers. And we're gonna see more of that as we go forward. And the truth is, guys, I'm not totally finished with news of the world because here's the thing. 
I have to choose the man who stole my attention the most on the album. I think I know who it is. Sometimes I get through a whole album and I question my decision. Because I'll tell you what, usually halfway through an album, I'm pretty dang sure. And in fact, some of the albums that we haven't even talked about at all yet, I've already chosen the man because I know the songs well enough to know that my ears go to that guy more often than not, even though they're all impressive. But here, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I know who it's going to be. Really, though, News of the World is so well done, produced by the guys again, it makes it a little harder to choose one man. And if you recall, on Races, I gave it to Freddie, but John got honorable mention. (laughs) Freddie got the cake. John got a little bit of the frosting. And I think here, I've just got one guy in mind. But anyway, that is the conclusion, ladies and gents, of News of the World, My Melancholy Blues. I do love singing it. It's wonderful. The accidentals in it, it's very, very hard to sing, especially acapella, because when you don't have any instrumentals to guide you, especially that one moment, because I'm heading for that stormy weather soon. That's really hard to do because... You're not singing the notes in the scale. There's accidentals there. There's notes that are sharped and flatted and changed. That's jazz for you. All that jazz, more of that jazz. You guys, jazz. We'll talk more about jazz. Oh yeah, will we ever. But in the meantime, keep yourselves alive. Have a fantastic evening, day, night, party, Thanksgiving. Turkey Day. I don't know if I'll do another episode. Well, what am I saying? Yes, I will probably do another episode before Turkey Day. If you're in the United States, that is. Happy Thanksgiving. If you're not in the United States, and there are many of you that are listening that aren't, please indulge in a huge meal. (laughs) Celebrate with us in the States. Eat yourself into a coma for one day. Anyway, thank you for listening, by the way. I've had... New fans come on board recently. I've had some shout outs from some of you. Over 60 countries now, you guys. I'm amazed. I'm wowed. Absolutely blown away still that you guys are tuning in. So thank you. (sighs) Wow. We are going to kick off album seven. What? How did that happen? (sighs) But that's next time, guys. I already said it, but I'm going to say it again. Keep yourselves alive.